It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time we looked at field trip related Nicktoon episodes. And on Tuesday, we also released our first episode of We're In Between, a new podcast with Patricia from Old School Lane about As Told by Ginger. We also put out another Twitter poll asking which character in Danny Phantom was the best friend, Danny, Tucker, or Sam. Sam won the vote with the clear majority, and I definitely agree with you guys on that one. Totally, and she had like a true majority, not just a, uh, a plurality in the, the language of the election episode from <laughs> Danny Phantom. Uh, she had over 50%, even though there are three of them, and yeah, I also completely agree. Tuck is garbage. He got a few too many votes for my taste, but he was in third place, as he should have been. Uh, this time, we are looking at the hilarious and bickersome nanobots from Jimmy Neutron. We haven't done Jimmy Neutron for a while, so I think this will be a, a really fun episode. Yeah, these are, there's some great dialogue that we'll be able to talk about in this one. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Our first episode is called Safety First. It's from Season 1, Episode 11B. In this one, Jimmy creates two nanobots designed to fend off bullies, but they end up basically just destroying a lot of things and causing a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of gets into the artificial intelligence question and, like, at what point are robots still robots, and uh, yeah, Jimmy certainly lacks the control that he wants over this invention, which we see a lot in Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, and uh, so it starts out, the reason that he gets to inventing these is that he has this bully named Terry who keeps stealing his lunches, and um, he tries to pack two lunches to, you know, help help it so that, like, you know, one gets stolen and he has the other. And then Carl just gives it away immediately to the bullies. He's like, Jimmy says, like, oh, no, I don't have anything to eat now. And Carl's just like, no, yeah, you do, Jimmy. You have that second lunch. And Carl's just, uh, he, he doesn't intend to be the worst, but he just is the worst so many times. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. He obviously, you know, immediately spoils the whole plan and, uh, then we're introduced to the B-plot, I suppose, of of Jimmy's parents realizing that he packed an extra lunch and that he's been using his dad's aftershave. Um, and they think it's because he's trying to impress a girl, even though it's really to fend off Terry, the, the bully. And so when Jimmy comes home from school, they're saying, you know, we know all about what's going on. They're very vague. And Jimmy says, you know, he mentions Terry, and his dad goes, Terry, hey, that's a girl's name. <laughs> it's a great misunderstanding with the vague miscommunication. And, um, yeah, and it's good Jimmy, stuff. Uh, Jimmy's like, I need to go invent something for Terry. So they're just, they're all wrapped up on this. And, yeah. and they decide, which comes up a couple of times later, that it's time that he gets, you know, the good old, birds and bees talk from his father. 
Yeah, and it's awesome. We've already quoted this on the show. Ashley picked it for her... Uh, this is skipping ahead, but it does sequentially follow that um, Jimmy's dad, Hugh, does give him the talk about the birds and the bees, but it doesn't very last very long. He says, you know, there there comes a time, uh, you know, and two, two sparrows is the metaphor he's going for, where the boy sparrow says to the girl sparrow, nice feathers, can I buy you some melon? And... Then he finds out that her mother was a cantankerous old crow. Jimmy's like, okay, thanks, Dad. Yeah, bye. Yeah, he's... Oh, God. It's, it's a good thing that Jimmy doesn't actually need this talk because it would be going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I love you, though. There's okay. a reason I put him on my list. And this, this... Honestly, all three of these episodes, I think, have... They're Hugh moments that they, help us. Uh, they totally do, by total coincidence, because he has nothing to do with the nanobots except for the third episode, which we'll we'll get into. Miss um, Fowl is also great. The uh, yeah, so the nanobots they they Jimmy builds them to get back at Terry, which they they do pretty quickly and swiftly. Um, and way, it's definitely way over the top. Like, bullying is terrible, don't bully anyone, and stand up to your bullies, but, like, Jimmy definitely pushes way too far in the other direction. Yeah, I think it's unintentional on Jimmy's part. He basically tells the nanobots, like, hey, like, protect me, or, like, fend off the people who are bothering me, and then it ends up being that anything anyone does to Jimmy is taken as a threat, so, like, Nick says, like, oh, Jimmy looks like you've been looking out or working out and kind of, like, you know, not, like, punches and punches him, but, like, in, like, a friendly kind of a, oh, hey, bro, punch kind of a way, and the nanobots, like, retaliate immediately. They get really out of hand really quick. Yeah, they're, like, an over-defensive dog that doesn't get when people are just playing. And they're in this, like, flying saucer kind of thing. And, like, they go to class with him, and Miss Fowl is there, and, uh... They say she's talking right into the the flying saucer, and they say poultry esque human at twelve o'clock, and they start to attack her. And I I love that line poultry esque. <laughs> That's an accurate way to describe her. Yeah, it's accurate. A little rude. Yeah, but also funny. <laughs> yeah, they also the... just have this ongoing dialogue. That the nanobots are great. They're they just like they're constantly bantering. They're kind of like. Me and Casey, if we were nanobots, I think. Honestly. But they're even more petty than us. Like, things about who has the bigger chair and who gets to do this first. Um, yeah, One of them is the captain, because I, I think their name is, like, N1, N2 is, like, on yeah. there. Yeah, the yellow one, the yellow one is the captain, and he he keeps calling the red one the stewardess, and they keep bickering back and forth as if they're, like, a flight crew, and it's so entertaining. I definitely see why they, they brought these characters back for more episodes, honestly. They're, they're a treasure. They really are. There's not a ton to say about this episode, except that it introduces the nanobots really well. Um, they Yeah, the nanobots basically think everyone is against Jimmy, and they don't even take Jimmy at his word. They're like, he's making you say that! You know, they, they think everything shouldn't be trusted, and that they're the ultimate yeah. resource on what is right and what is wrong. Like... Jimmy, or they ask, like, are you thirsty? And he's like, no. And they're like, who's making you say that? (laughs) They're just just out of hand. Basically just out to get everyone. End up attacking all of his friends and everything. They make his class sing this, like, really messed up song about how much they love Jimmy. 
and they're all in like drone unison and the the flying saucer is like conducting <laughs> yeah they they take it a few steps too far and uh we also we have another quick moment with with Hugh again where he says girls are like a popping piping hot slice of pie with a big scoop of confusion on top it's like Hugh yeah. has no capability of talking about this in any real terms. Yeah. But thankfully, uh, Jimmy has, I don't know if this one actually goes into brain blast mode, but he has, you know, his brain blast-ish realization. Oh, confusion, that's why. Right. Yeah, he says the word, you know, big scoop of confusion, and he goes, confusion, that's it. And so he realizes he has to, what, like, overwhelm the nanobots and confuse them? Well, the idea is that he starts beating himself up. Right. So it's like, how is... They're supposed to protect him. How can they protect him without, like, restraining him, which would hurt him? You get the, you get the concept. Yeah, it's, it's a just cyclical one of those, loop, uh, yeah. Paradoxy kind of moments that right. computers... And then as handle. as they're freaking out, the captain's like, Stewardess, what do we do? And the red one is like, oh, I'm just a stewardess. I don't know. What should we do? Which is a great reversal of their power dynamic. <laughs> yeah, their, their dynamic is wonderful. Wonderfully thought out. The idea that, you know, suddenly Captain wants him now that it's convenient for him. And, oh, it's great. They're it's great. so petty. That's like the only way you can describe it. And even when they're like aborting their um flying saucer the red one is like how come you get to hold the parachute and the red one is like i'll detach my legs because he's holding on to its legs oh <laughs> uh, they're they're wonderful and they've got plenty of more great lines to come that we'll get into but that that's basically the wrap up of the episode we then do end with uh jimmy says like oh terry moved to another school and he was like oh but i have the talk already and he decides to give it to Goddard instead. Or Emily is just up sitting with Hugh by the water, and he's like, there's boys and there's girls that are completely different than boys, and then there's ducks. Wait. <laughs> Ashley, this is getting ahead a bit, but that totally sets two seasons early, sets the tone for our third episode in which boys, girls, and duck lovers are considered different genders. <laughs> oh my god. I, I didn't even realize that. Wow. That's insane. We'll explain more when we get to that episode, but oh my god, that's such a bizarre through line, and it has to be on purpose. Yeah, they also mentioned pie in this one, and that shows up in the second episode, right. which we'll talk about as well. That's, there's, there's a lot wow. of continuity. Oh man, now I'm excited to push ahead. That pretty much wraps up my thoughts on all this. Timmy, Jimmy, wow, Terry <laughs> learns to leave Jimmy alone. We don't see too much of him the rest of the show. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think that sums up everything. Up next, we'll get to the second episode, The Return of the Thanobot. Our second episode is entitled Return of the Nanobots, very uh, 
accurately, and it is from season two, episode seven. Yeah, a little on the nose, but it tells you what we're what we're doing. The nanobots escape from Jimmy's lab, where we can presume they've just been hanging out for a whole season, <laughs> and uh, they start deleting the citizens of Retroville and trapping them in a virtual trash bin, along with the rest of the world. It's uh, very apocalyptic and jarring. Yeah, it, it, again, it's another one of those, Jimmy gives a command, it gets way out of hand, and things go horribly wrong. In this one, he starts out, though, he changes them up a little bit. In the first one, they're uh, one-eyed, and he changes their, you know, their chips out or whatever, and he gives them two eyes now instead. Mm-hmm. And he gives them a second chance, gives them, like, a new spaceship kind of deal at first. And he's like, I need help, uh removing error, correcting error in the poem. And he's trying to beat Cindy. Cindy always beats him at the what he calls the right brain activities like poetry, and so he wants to write a perfect poem to beat Cindy. And so he he decides that these nanobots will be able to help him out and I I don't remember the exact Thing. It's something about, like, you know, the, the wavelengths of light and violet and... Yeah, and ro- roses and violets. Yeah, it's your typical poetry mumbo-jumbo. But he uses all his science terms, and it's, like, the least compelling or artistic thing. It's so dry. And they start losing their minds. They're like, misplaced comma here, missing comma there, semicolon needed there, misuse of iambic pentameter. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> and then they're, like, after going at it for a while they're like extreme error activating delete function and they just take white out to the whole thing they just the poem can't even exist anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah they should not be english teachers because that wouldn't exactly go over well no but after that jimmy's like you know what you guys aren't ready for this i'm just gonna have to i'm just gonna have to leave you guys to it so then so then they go to school and Cindy is reading her poem, and (laughs) I love the idea that the poems in this class are just, like, a repeated rap battle, essentially. (laughs) Like, they're just slamming each other. That's all these poems are, because at the end, she quotes Casey on the Bat. I I think you might would even say plagiarizes in the original quote, but there is no joy in in Mudville for Mighty Casey has struck out, which is a poem many... Many remind me of in my daily life, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it was true in Little League, for sure. But Cindy quotes, There is no joy in Retroville because Jimmy is an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're... Like you said, they're just trashing one another. Apparently Miss Val is totally okay with it, and apparently Cindy is doing well at this. <laughs> yeah, and then it's Sheen's turn, and he's doing, like, some interpretive dance, and no one's yep. le- buying it, and he goes, it needs music, and then he just starts, like, singing horribly off-pitch, just la-la-la-la-la-la-la, and it's yeah. garbage. And, uh, the nanobots, in the meantime, had been, they were, like, back at the lab, they moved back into their old spaceship, per, I think was the first one's idea, or Kate end to the idea and he was like um you stole my idea to which he responds is i used your idea as a springboard and then he's like you stole my springboard they're just so petty they're amazing i love them 
And yeah, then we get in a montage of them trying to correct everybody because once again, they go out of control. Why Jimmy didn't just discontinue these nanobots, I have no idea. Also, we learned that the yellow one's name is Wolfgang, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, we, they also again go after Miss Fowl. They're like, error, error, look at that hairstyle. Oh. And then the second one's like, I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> They're so catty. And there's a fashion <laughs> error, and the red one goes, oh, that's the worst kind. <laughs> They're, fu- They're so funny. <laughs> and then they get into this sort They're of philosophical just- debate about how, like, Humanity is perfect in its perf- er, in its imperfection, but also it's imperfect, so which is it? And they're kind of going back and forth. And then they just start deciding that they need to delete human beings. So Cindy and Libby go first, just zap, gone. Yeah, and uh, they just, they keep going at it, and it's, you know, it's pretty concerning. Uh, they decide they can't delete Jimmy, I think until they've deleted everyone else is the idea, because... He's, like, their controller and whatever. And Jimmy's like, oh, don't delete me. And they're like, he doesn't want to be deleted? But he's a flawed human. Wait, why is that you to me? I see that in your notes. I don't get it. Oh, I meant the, that he's a flawed human part. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yikes. And then, yeah, so then we go into this montage, it's like this swing music, and this, like, kind of screaming clarinet, and it's, it's awesome. And they're just going around what I thought was murdering everyone in Retroville, but as Jimmy later, you know, clarifies, they're actually just moving their files, so to speak. They're being converted to electrons and then stored in this trash bin on a computer. Yeah, so they have to make sure... Or, like, Jimmy's make sure that they they save them before he permanently deletes them. You know how it works. You can, like, delete your files, and then you can, like, really delete your files. Right. You've all done it. Empty out the trash bin. Um, so they need to make sure it doesn't get full so that that doesn't happen. And then we have one of the best B-plots in Jimmy Neutron, where they miss Hugh because he's, like, down in a basement or something with his ducks. Yeah, he needs his, he needs his Hugh time, I think he was calling right. it. Right. Right, and he's, like, playing with his toy ducks, because of course he is. And he, he steps out and realizes everyone's gone. He has a moment of existential crisis. Sort of implies that he's going to kill himself because his loved ones aren't around anymore. But then he finds a huge truck of his favorite pie, and he goes, No, no, it could never replace the ones I love. And then he takes a bite and decides, I have to live! And it's so dramatic and over the top. Yeah, it's... It's great, though. He just has a truck full of pies, and apparently that's everything he needs. I don't blame him. And then he builds a throne of pie boxes and then makes a stack for every month for the next, like, several years, which is more foresight than he usually shows in terms of rationing and, like, planning. Yeah, honestly, I guess he's just, you know, he's got, he's got to make sure he only has these pies for the rest of his life. That that's true. They're going to be okay. That's true. You should probably, like, refrigerate them or something, or freeze them, maybe, even. But, regardless. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. But then, yeah, so, things happen. Um, Jimmy, Carl, and Sheen have not been deleted. They're trying to... They realize that all of Retroville has been deleted. They're, you know, they figure out that it's on this... They're in this 
recycle bin, this trash bin online, and, uh, yeah, the, it pretty much accelerates to a finish where, uh, they find his dad, right? Yeah, well, Carl and Sheen get caught because Carl's stupid. Right. The nanobots come there, and yeah. they're like... Telegram, yeah. And then he's like, I'm not gonna fall for that, and they're like, Lamagram, and... He's like, oh, Lamagram, <laughs> honestly, Carl. Yeah, and then they get him, yeah. But uh, Jimmy does find his dad, and his dad's just sitting on it, and he starts saying, like, endless pie, endless pie. And so Jimmy goes into his brain blast mode, and he has the brainless blast, brain blast over the concept of endless pie. And yeah, and it's similar to the last thing. episode, where it's about overwhelming the nanobots so that they don't know what to do. Yeah, I thought this one was really clever, honestly. It is. So they he ends up um, getting them basically to recite the digits of pi. And it obviously it's an irrational number. It's an irrational repeating number. And it no, just... it's not repeating. If it were repeating, then we could just... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, irrational, non-repeating. So it just goes on and on and on and on, and there's no pattern to it. And so they're freaking out, and they're, they're overwhelmed, and... Uh, that just brings everyone back. I think that just explodes, I guess. Yeah. And then, so yeah, so the uh, the nanobots are left sort of in their failed plan, and they're, of course, back to their bickering selves that they've been the entire time. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. The pie gets ruined, too, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that was upsetting. Jimmy's dad gets his relatives back, but his pie is gone. It's the ultimate trade-off. Yeah. They they also, the one turns to the other and says, Why can't we get along like that? Are you afraid to love? Which I said is you to me. Yeah, that's also valid. <laughs> Lots of relevant moments to the podcast on this episode. They're, they're just two great characters filled with, you know, you can tell there's like a part of them where they get along and they deal with it to get through things, but endless bickering. This is me and Casey all the time. Yeah. A little bit less petty, perhaps. Right, and they're like, at the end, the... Uh... I forget which one, but one says to the other, Oh, look, I found an error with your head unit. Correcting! And then starts hitting him over the head. (laughs) They're golden. They're they're wonderful. I think that about sums it up. Again, not so much to say other than that they're fun characters. They're fun to work with. The the plot is similar in that they're doing something wrong and Jimmy overwhelms them. But I'd say it's, it's different enough from the first one that it stands alone. Totally. Alright, well, I think that's all of our thoughts. Next up, we have our third and final episode featuring the nanobots. Our third episode is called Fundemonium. It's from Season 3, Episode 2. And this one, after losing his job, in order to stay in Retroville, Hugh needs to this toy company and he decides to be a toy creator where Jimmy has to keep secretly modifying the toys so that they actually do anything of value. But eventually the nanobots come back in and they add into thinking that they're batteries. And, you know, of course, 
destruction of Retroville occurs once again. Yeah, that's the nanobots and the destruction of Retroville seem to be the two themes, and Jimmy's dad and Ducks. There's a lot of through lines yeah. here. Um, so, yeah, we start with this sort of ongoing superhero motif where Carl and Sheen are trying to get Jimmy to play superheroes with them. They're trying to get him to be Dr. Science, and he is, like, not interested. And uh, they're like, you can be called Dr. Science, or we can come up with a better name, maybe just Merv. <laughs> I like that for some reason. Um, so Jimmy goes home, and his mom and dad are explaining that they have to move. And his mom, very ever so sweetly and with a smile, says, that means our lives are ruined. I mean, and then tries to backtrack. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to be upbeat about it, but you can tell she doesn't want to leave Retroville either. This is her home, you know, they've been here probably their whole lives. Right. And he, and... I also like, um, real quick, before, before, uh, we find out why... Exactly, they're moving. Or, or Hugh says because he lost his job, and Sheen is like, your dad has a job? Which is kind of how I felt about it, too. Yeah, it is super. Like, picturing him working. Yeah, that, that was Sheen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they look through the newspaper, and they find an ad for a uh, toy inventor. And Jimmy's like, oh, Dad, you're creative. You can do this. Stay in Retroville. It'll be great. And... Jimmy's dad, of course, with his love of ducks, just takes, like, a duck head and puts it on top of a doll and is like, there we go, that's my toy. And he he has this piece of wood with, like, buttons, like, buttons, like, uh, shirt buttons, you know, just, like, glued onto it. And he, like, presses them and it doesn't do anything. And he's like, remotes are supposed to do things. This doesn't work. Like, in Hugh's world, if you create something that looks like a remote, it should just naturally function as one. Yeah, he's so dumb. But that sets up the rules of this episode in which Jimmy fixes all of his toy inventions and he just goes along with it. Like, of course it's working magically. That's how I designed it. But he doesn't understand how much more intricacy has to happen than just making it aesthetically look like the thing. And so he makes this creepy duck that can, like, go to the bathroom... And it says, gotta go potty, oopsie, and then, like, yellow water runs out from under its, like, skirt. It's just a very disturbing toy in my mind, and I don't know why it wins over these people, but it works. And yeah, Jim... It go ahead. Real destructive capabilities. Yes, it does. And why, why Jimmy adds that? He adds destruction to everything. I think he's secretly this sort of, like psychopathic sort of he he likes the chaos i think or he wouldn't keep making it happen <laughs> and so then we don't yeah, have the they... nanobots as much in this episode but they are a cornerstone of like the plot but at first they're pretty loosely connected where we just see them again and are reminded of them yeah we, we see them briefly and they tell jimmy where the batteries are and they're like maybe if we're nice to him He'll let us free, but of course not, because Jimmy's thankfully not going to make the same mistake twice, or three times, rather. Yeah. And so then he is in the meeting, and he's, he's with the toy, Hugh is in the meeting, and he's pointing at a pie graph of boys, girls, and duck lovers, which goes all the way back to our first episode, two seasons prior, in which he's giving the talk to Goddard, and he's saying, well, there are boys, and there are girls, and then there are ducks. 
It's very strange. But now it's duck lovers, so, like, people who really like ducks are apparently different than boys and girls, which is fascinating. I guess, like, technically you could be, like, an adult, but not kind of, you know, in a separate demographic cell-wise. But I don't know why a duck lover would want... Honestly, I don't know why anyone would want this, but... That's, that's the demographics he's trying to hit. Yeah, and Boys, repeatedly, he's so always putting separate. duck heads on things, and it's uh, it's very creepy. And so then we go back to Carl and Sheen, and we have Bulby filling in for Jimmy, at, because Jimmy's so busy designing toys for his dad. They love Hugh's first toy and say, you've got to invent a new toy every day, and you've got the job. So now Jimmy and his mom are kind of conspiring together, and... She's like, I'll bring you lunches to your lab, and you just keep cranking out these toys. And that's what happens, so Carl and Sheen have to deal with Bulby, yeah. who's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, I, the idea that if you've invented a toy, you therefore need to invent one every day for, like, your job would be pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's very unrealistic and not fair, but... So Jimmy keeps cranking them out, cranking them out, and, uh... So then, Jimmy falls asleep because he's so exhausted from making these toys. Hugh comes down to the lab and sees Jimmy asleep, and he's like, "Oh, he's looking for batteries for his new toy. Ends up taking that he gets seduced by the nanobots, who are like, hey, over here, over here, over here. He thinks they're batteries, so he puts them in to his new toy, and the nanobots are basically able to control this toy. It's a tank with a girl's head, a doll's head on it, and it's terrifying. And they make it huge somehow. They use it to terrorize Retroville because the nanobots just need to be stopped. And, um, well, but first he pitches it to the company, and there he says, boys will love the tank and girls will love the her hair. And then he's, the boss says, well, what about the duck lovers? <laughs> Which is great. Yes. That, that's become one of their major selling demographics, you know, is to the duck lovers. So a little bit strange to see that one out of this. But until, um, until they say that, it seems like it's only Hugh who's making the duck lover thing. But it's, they're all in on it. <laughs> become a cornerstone of their market. Right. They... They cater to the duck lovers, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, they also... Real quick moment of dialogue that I thought was great. Uh, the Nanobots decide that because he was freeing them, they need to do something to thank him. And they're like... One of them it says, The meat of the month club is always nice. And he's like, Fool! He's a vegetarian! And he's like, He can re-gift, though. <laughs> yeah. So snappy and good. Also, he was a vegetarian? I don't see it. That's strange. And second, how would they know that, the nanobots? Yeah, I was wondering. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't think of a specific moment necessarily where I've seen him eating meat, but I feel like he's probably eaten meat in an episode if I look through them all. It doesn't seem know. like he cares about anything enough to be a vegetarian, but... Fair. Regardless, we're, so Jimmy and Carl are now so bored with Bulby that they're excited to put their lives in terrible danger for Jimmy, who is recruiting them yeah. now. To f- oh yeah, Sheen, Sheen and Carl are so bored with Bulby. They're very excited to get back in the fray, and they're like, oh, we're about to get run over by a giant tank. I'm so glad we have Jimmy back. It's, it's really adorable that they would rather be in mortal danger than not have their friend. And... They, uh, yeah, you want to get into the resolution of this one? Sure. So Jimmy basically just takes the remote control from the 
earlier doll thing with the gotta go potty thing yeah. and realizes that they're on the same frequency so he can use this remote to control the tank. Uh, also, the the um, nanobots, I guess, think they're having fun in some really evil manner. Yeah. They've just been like, evil and they've been like, look how much fun they're having while everyone's screaming and running away. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, they do not understand <laughs> human emotion at all. And then the most horrifying thing happens where Jimmy hits the command from the duck toy to make it wet itself and just a torrent of yellow water pours out and the doll head on top just says, oopsie, in this deep voice. And it's honestly disturbing. It really is. It's it's disturbing and uncomfortable, but I guess it, it gets the job done. Yeah. So they, the water ends up electrocuting the, the tank and it can't work anymore. Which, sure... Yeah. Sure, okay. why not? Fair enough. So that, that ends up basically being that resolution. We then go back to Hugh, who says that it was actually the whole tank thing was a huge media spike for the, the toy company. He shows the newspaper, and the headline is Cranky, Tanky, Hanky, Panky, which I just thought was so good. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then Hugh says, yeah, they promoted me and they want me to move to New York. And Jimmy's like, what? No. And uh, he, which I would love to see Hugh in New York. He would just, he would be such a mess. But then he says, no, I turned it down and now I get my old job back because everyone needs cars again because of all the destruction. Yes. Uh. Which, you know, in a roundabout way, Jimmy did help him save his job, I guess, in the end. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, he, he did, not on purpose. And then Jimmy says, and then Carl's like, all right, guys, let's go be superheroes. And Jimmy's like, wait up for Dr. Science. And it's cute that he's sort of owning the name that at the beginning of the episode he didn't like and didn't want to play with them. So great episode yeah. for the three oh, Amigops, a great episode for Hugh and the Nanobots. Yeah, I I love the Nanobots. I think they're great. I think their banter is wonderful, the way that they're you know, put in, I think, three episodes. Honestly, like, I think I could have more episodes with the Nanobots. I think I would watch a show of their bantering. Totally. All right, well, I think that's that's it for me. Yeah, about sums it up. Definitely watch these if you haven't. They're on some of my favorite Jimmy Neutron episodes, I think we've seen mine, on the podcast. Mine too, mine too. Far. Totally. Well, when we come back, we'll have trivia. We're currently tied one-to-one. -one. We'll see if anyone can take the lead. All right, it's time again for our trivia section, where we each ask each other one trivia question. I'm sure things will get interesting. Let's see if it starts now. All right, my question for you, Ashley, is related to Jimmy Neutron and our podcast. Uh, we'll see if you've been keeping track of which shows we wait more than others and which shows we watch more. Um, so without checking, Jimmy Neutron jumped up to a certain rank after this very episode. Again, I count every episode that we do of the show. So this was three Jimmy Neutron episodes. It pushed it up to which place uh, are you following 
Does this make sense? Yeah, like, understanding the question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so was it A, second, B, third, C, fourth, or D, fifth? Where is it at now? So, it's it's obviously, if first was an option, I was going to say it's obviously not first, because I would be surprised if it's not Hey Arnold or Spongebob. Right. Um, But my guess is that, or maybe not even... Let me think about Spongebob. Spongebob, we love the show. I don't know. Well, let me let me double check. So, on the episodes where it's, like, for, like, Cheeto, for example, do we count that as two episodes or three episodes? It used to be three, but I changed my mind and renumbered it. <laughs> so, now it's just per episode. So, Rugrats in Paris, one thing. Okay. Etc. Okay, okay. Just, just trying to get my bearings here. Yeah. I'm going to guess, because I feel like I've done Jimmy Neutron a decent amount. I'm going to guess, you know, it's tough. I do not check that document super often, and we've done a lot of shows a lot. Yeah. Like, the shows that we've done, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and say, fourth final answer. Fourth final answer. Okay, unfortunately, that is incorrect. It was third. I was so ready for Plankton. (laughs) But Jimmy Neutron, the correct answer was third. Jimmy Neutron jumped from fifth. Yeah, it jumped from fifth to third this week, passing Rugrats and Fairly Odd Parents. So the top three shows we've done on the, on FNN now are Jimmy Neutron third with eleven episodes, SpongeBob second with twelve, and Hey Arnold with sixteen. <laughs> I was gonna say my gut told me Hey Arnold was way far ahead. Yeah, and then Fairly Odd Parents and Rugrats are up there. Specifically third and fourth, I was struggling between. I feel like I always do this. I get it down to two answers. One of them is the right answer, and I always pick the wrong one. Man. So All right. All right. Mine is also Jimmy Neutron related. Um, which Scooby-Doo character voice also voices Goddard? Is it A, Shaggy, B, Scooby, C, Fred, or D, Velma? Oh, that's a great question because you're putting me in a do I overthink it or do I not <laughs> conundrum. Uh, gut tells me Scooby because dogs, but they don't really sound alike. I mean, it's Goddard. Like, it could be any of them, but I'm going to commit pretty hard. No, I feel like it isn't Scooby. Or you wouldn't ask the question. You know what? Scooby, final answer. That is incorrect. Uh, I specifically thought that you might do that. Uh, Fred, actually. Really? See, I would have said Shaggy. I would have said Shaggy second, so I'm kind of glad I I wasn't even close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was kind of funny, the idea, like, I don't don't know why they picked him to do it, because Goddard's not, like, you know, the most (laughs) important... The voices, but... It was probably just, like, one day in the studio, yeah. Alright, well, (laughs) this was an exciting round of trivia, eh, folks? Yeah. Um, We're we're starting off the year to a 
record-setting, amazing trivia section. But as we've seen last year, things can get interesting very quickly. So hang in there, kids. That's true. And as we go on, we're going to run out of easy ones, so we'll have to start stumping each other, which is what, what is happening. Still tied one-to-one. Next up, we have our conclusion with our fun fact, Twitter poll, and a preview of next week. is related to the nanobots they are voiced by tom kenny the voice of spongebob and darren norris the voice of cosmo and timmy turner's dad and barely odd parents which two amazing voices for these two amazing roles gotta love it yeah what hasn't tom kenny done he's on every show ever and it's amazing um okay our twitter poll is would you guys watch a nanobots spin-off show that is a show focusing just on the nanobots, and uh, maybe we throw Jimmy's dad in there for extra hijinks. Um, yes or no, we don't usually do yes or no Twitter polls, but thought this would be a fun one, because we were kind of talking about what that show would look like. Um, yeah, let us know at FNN underscore podcast, and uh, follow us on Facebook as well. Yeah, I, I think it would be an interesting show for sure, probably... I would enjoy it a little bit more than Planet Sheen, but I'm interested to see what you guys feel about it. Oh, God. Next week, we will be talking about Valentine's Day episodes, as it falls right within the middle of the week. So we've got a couple of good Valentine's Day episodes in Nicktoons for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever you feel about Valentine's Day, I think we can all agree that Nicktoons are the best way to celebrate. Totally. We've got some good ones coming up there. I also want to give a quick mention to our latest spin-off podcast, We're In Between. The first episode premiered on Tuesday. Hopefully you guys all checked that out and got it in your feed. Uh, it's super fun. We do it with Patricia, who's an expert on all things As Told by Ginger. And the second episode is coming up next Tuesday, so you can expect that in your podcast app every single Tuesday of 2017. It's, it's going to be a fun time for sure. Thanks as always, you guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week.